0: Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show a unique leader in information technology, a forward thinker, an innovator in education and faith building. He's a leader amongst men, as well as an avid learner amongst leaders. He's a true light bringer, a kaleidoscope, shining with hope, favor, and servitude. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the radio host, Man of faith, the CEO who lives by the, quote, faith over fear, Mr. Lindell the Icon.
1: Hello. How you guys doing, man? What's going on, sir? Great, man. Hey, just uh, living life, man, to the best of my ability.
0: To the best of our abilities is what we have to offer on this show. Absolutely. Are you ready to drop these gems and answer these questions today?
1: For sure, man. I am excited. You have no idea. I'm ready for this, man. I live for these moments, man
0: here we go All right. what person did you meet or see that gave you the drive for the man you are today who or what defined you
1: um my grandmother she um said that she she it was nothing I couldn't do um she made it that I was gonna be somebody and she said that somebody is the person that she was molding every day and there was nothing I could overcome it was she made it that if There was no walls. And like, what you mean, Linda, there was no walls. There was nothing I couldn't do. And she made sure, she drilled that in my mind, my head, and made sure that was the thing that lived by. And um, I always was able to take, when I thought everything was falling apart, she instilled that nothing's falling apart. It's just a moment in your life. It's not your life.
0: You know, when I hear men talk about their grandmothers, it takes me to a place of prayer. A lot of grandmothers used to pray for us when we went outside. That's how we made it through the times we made it through. But now grandmothers are a lot younger and they don't have the same thought process of getting to the altar and praying for their families as much. They're still trying to curate their own lives. Do you think that Mm. we've seen a lot more vitriol, a lot more violence because there's less grandmothers praying?
1: It is um, definitely. And I can wholeheartedly say the younger grandmothers gotten the less wisdom that's happened because they really hadn't lived their life in order to be able to give you that um, prayer give you that uh, advice and give you that worldly view that they had a chance to live through
0: absolutely if there was two things your grandmother taught you that you use today and that you pass on to someone else what would it be
1: <clears throat> it would be that you're better than no one and always be and always serve everyone mmm Server 2 -2 was what she did she was a missionary and because she was a missionary she was a server and that is something that I've learned that um, even she had nine kids and I was the 10th kid as she says but of those not 10 kids I was the one who kind of took that to heart and wanted to take that mantle and take it to the rest of the world.
0: Early in the show, I usually don't call audibles, but this is what I like to call audible when I, hey, I'm gonna deviate because it's something you triggered my mind, I wanna talk about. Could you give me a story where your servitude didn't require any any reciprocity? It's something that you gave, that the person you gave to, you have nothing on the back end, that you have nothing to receive from this, but you gave what you had to give.
1: Um, my best friend, um, I'll never forget it, my wife, my best friend uh, came to my door and um, he had lost his job. He had four kids. And um, my wife, well, she wasn't my wife. she's our wife-to-be. And she seen me empty my cupboard to give him all the food I had. And he, she looked at me like, huh, what are you doing? And I was like, trust me, um, he has four kids. And we have more than enough. We can always go get more. And he didn't ask for anything, but I knew when he came to the door and told me that he didn't have anything, I knew that food was what he would say. Would, that's how close we were. Food was one thing. And eventually we gave him money also, but it was just the fact that I emptied out my cover that she kind of just looked like, that don't happen in real life. Like, huh? And then she would say, I've never seen a black man do that before. Right? i never seen a black man just empty his mm-hmm. cover and actually do it. You know, she's raised by a black man. Woman, she just had never thought that that was possible. And we were, both, we were very young then. We were in our 20s at the time that I did that. And it was kind of like, oh, you really just did that. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay.
0: I love that story. I love that story. I want to add on to that story. When I was in my previous career, I was a hip hop artist who was struggling. And my best friend one day just came by with three or four bags of groceries. I never told him that I was hungry. He just pulled up with it. Hey, man, I know you on this journey. I know you're not eating. Here you go. And it it does happen. There's men out there that do stuff in the shadows and it's not broadcast because maybe pride, shame, or you don't want to seem like, hey, I did this for you. So those things don't really get blown up in, in that perspective. But it does happen, ladies and gentlemen. It does happen. Absolutely. Question. Do you have a vision board?
1: I do have a vision board.
0: So Thank tell you. me, if you can give us two examples on your vision board, an apex goal that you're currently chasing and one that you achieved.
1: <clears throat> apex goal, I'm going to give you one that I achieved first. Um, being in corporate America and um, being able to overcome being uh, been a man. And then second, being a man who had to overcome being the first, right? Because you were the I was the first sometimes in that boardroom to be able to listen to things. Um, I was the first person to become a VP, um, a, a vice president of uh, sales. Um, and that was like unheard of for me, right? I'm the guy who literally I was homeless before I got this job. So you talk about being homeless and now being the VP. So it right. was like life changing to me, right? Like, what, what is this dude doing here? And one day it just hit me like, man, that just happened. Hmm. very interesting and then it just became a, a notch in my belt man it was like okay now it's time to take on the world and most people would have thought that would have been the world <laughs> right yeah. but not for me
0: yeah so the second some- thing
1: that i would tell you about was i'm chasing um i call it race right uh it's less race right races stands for running against the color enterprise and so i have a vision mm. of being able to create software um great uh, artificial intelligence that allows us to, um, f- first, as me and you, being able to um, forego our differences because we see each other, we get instincts of uh, untrust. So there are actually images and, and and things that we can apply to ourselves, that we have the people that are doing the same, the opposite to us. Meaning when we look at social spaces and things like that, it triggers us. So uh, I have friends, uh, I have fellow engineers, that are uh, using reverse engineer tactics to make us come together as in me and you versus the traditional things that tear us apart
0: images of untrust i can totally relate to that that recently happened to me i recently went to greece and you know it's not a lot of us in greece right
1: facts facts. but i I saw
0: i saw a few of us in greece so I i humbly walked up and said hey where are you guys from They was like, we're from America. And then after that, it got really cold from them because images of untrust. They didn't know who I was or what my intentions were. But if anyone else had walked up to them, they would have been more polite and open because that's the images and perceptions they give. But if you could elaborate a little further on the journey you're chasing right now for those listening, break it down for a second for us.
1: So what I found was I was a man who didn't trust men that look like me. I actually ran away from men who look like me because of the untrust we have built from each other. But I realized once I broke that trust, it took chemically unbalanced images and a a twitch of technology to change me, where I was always gravitating towards images of men who I thought had the same uh, inspiration I had to break that untrust between each other. Um, And so what I realized as being in a laboratory a long time, there are certain things that people make us in the social spaces today, they trigger us uh, to be able to like, uh, not like, or um, tweak our emotions. They were all called algorithms. So I I decided to to design algorithms that did the opposite and that would, excuse me, that would actually trigger us to be able to say, hello, brother, I trust you, right? Without us saying it, but it's our instincts and our desire to come together. And so... I don't
0: want to cut you off. I keep going. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um,
1: so I actually, um, I, I can actually let the cat out of the bag. I recently broke through and about two of them. And um, so we actually have a concept called Antoine and Antoine.io. Uh, you can actually see it. It's our um, journey. And Antoine allows us to be able to come together and um, be able to be, have the unspoken word that I trust you. Don't worry. We good. We un- I understand.
0: Wow, uh, the journey that you're on right now, just with that algorithm and reversing it, it's so it's so deep. People don't understand. It's in our music. It's in our television shows. It might be in our water for all we know, right? Nice. And but you're you're on the. There's always someone to. F- balance it out the yin and yang the the equilibrium to make sure that we have options we have the negative side and the positive side you can choose you have a choice and i i really commend you for taking that run that race so to speak (laughs) tell us what race is one more time for those who didn't catch it the first time
1: running against the color enterprise
0: running against the colored enterprise i absolutely love that now along this journey you got this great technology brewing you got your life experiences and you but you had to make a change you had to shed your skin what type of affirmations were you telling yourself if any to make sure this muscle memory changed
1: um so I noticed that I didn't I couldn't be here without looking in the mirror and what I mean every morning I look in the mirror and I tell that person I love you and it's time to be great to that and that was something that i never heard of me being a black man that would ever do and say it out loud. I may have done it, but I would never tell people I did it. And I learned that I inspired others because I have friends that say, man, you know, I do that now, man. And my, my life is changing because I believe in that dude that I see. I never seen him before. I looked in the mirror, but I never seen him before. And now I'm telling him what he's going to be
0: i looked in the mirror but i never seen him before you go ahead you keep dropping these gems mr the icon <laughs> i see you
1: are you wow man. No, man i live my life man man i
0: yeah. mean this this is this is this is great universal talk this is what we need to hear so many times we see everyone else with our eyes when we look in the mirror we're just brushing our teeth or, or fixing something off our face but we, do we really see ourselves before we make a mistake like during the journey during the actual cocooning do we see ourselves how early did you start goal setting to motivate yourself?
1: Mm. You know, it was um, when I was and it was when I was like 13 years old. And I would never forget being 13 and being that and my grandmother said, "Man, you going to be a lawyer, a doctor, or some something that I can't put my hand on." <laughs> and, I, and I was like, listen, I'm probably going to put, put something you, you can't put your hand on. And she said, she said, she said, and I know it's going to be what I can't put my hand on because I know you, I can never see you coming kind of thing. Yeah. And so setting those goals of, um, I guess, I set goals th- through overcoming. And I've seen every bad situation to turn it into a good. And so it was always about getting to the finish line, no matter how long it took. And I think we kind of think numbers as a goal. And I think if the number is a finish line, because um, you know you got to restart the race, but, but let me cross it and celebrate it. Um, that's what we at 13 years old, and that came through me um, being on a <laughs> on a football team that was very bad, and and I was the light on the team, right? And I said, man, we have something to build on. But I had never built anything before. Because I started in that same 13 I built I started a, a tree house. And on that tree house, I never finished it. Mm. So because I never finished it, the goal was the one day to do it. I never I didn't finish that uh, tree house until I was 31 years old. But it was always how I got started. Right.
0: I smile right now. Those can't see me smiling who are listening on the podcast. I smile because listen to what he said. He started at 13, but he finished at 31, but he talks about numbers. Reverse 13 and 31, and that's what you got.
1: That's great. It's
0: a full circle of what it needs to happen for the growth and the final, the first step to be continued. Are there any books out there that saved your life, that developed you to make you push yourself towards these great goals and journeys that you'd be going on to?
1: Um, Rich Dad, poor dad. It was the first time I ever been exposed to something. And that changed my life. And my grandmother, when she handed it to me, she didn't understand mm. the book actually. She just knew she had a friend that said, Hey, I gave her son his son this, and you need to see this. It'll break up. My my kids won't look at this. My kids won't even take the book because they just didn't want to hear what I had to say. But you have a chance to correct it, right your wrongs and right my wrongs with them or what she said to me kind of stuck because I was like, I would do anything for my grandma kind of thing. So she could do no wrong, but that was the thing that changed my life.
0: Lucky, lucky number lucky number 10 that's you lucky number 10 she handed you the book she said you're the 10th you're my greatest and latest and i need you to go out there that book is amazing we heard several references from men on this show about rich dad poor dad and the alchemist and those other books the four agreements and those things so anyone listen i encourage you to get those books so now we have your grandmother bringing you up giving you all the knowledge and information that you need to be a man you have your vision board. You went from homeless to VP. You got your affirmations. You're standing in the mirror telling how much you love yourself. You have race. You're doing these things. You're changing the world right now. Universal energy. Through all of that, I ask you, Mr. Lindell, what did you sacrifice?
1: My family. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. No, grandma ain't crying on this, but it's what hurt me. I can tell you all the accolades to me, but my family is um, what, I would to give all of those things back, I would give it all back in a heartbeat. And that's the truth. You know, as a man, um, I didn't understand family. And that's the one thing my grandmother almost kind of always say I reverse engineer things. She didn't show me, uh, not that she didn't show me, I didn't pay attention to the family piece of um, what she had did in the midst of all that she was doing. Every one of those people, her kids had amazing families. And that's the one thing I didn't pay attention to. So I failed at family. I failed at my son in which, um, you know, I didn't recognize him in the process of trying to get to the Lada, to the promised land, right? It's almost like I gave him everything so I wouldn't have to deal with being a father. And, and a lot of men do this, but they won't admit to it. Mm. And I tell them the stuff is one thing, but being there is a complete different space. My, now I'm lucky my son gave me a second chance. And with him giving me a second chance, um, I was I was married. Um, I have a, or I had a wife. I still have a wife, but we're going through things. But in my desire to get to be, to get to the top, get to the promised land, right? It was, what do you sacrifice? And I, I say my family because I caused so much riff because I really didn't know how to be a man in the midst of trying to get to take care of my family. And like how you lose yourself as being a man and taking your family. He said, that's a part of it. Not for me. It was that problem with that guy looking in the mirror saying, I love himself. I became tunnel vision because it became about me. It didn't become about my family. So that's what I would really say to people. Hey man, in this journey, you have to be balanced because you lose something that's probably more important because you can have everything you can have it all. But guess what all looks like? Sometimes it all looks like literally being able to balance and understand that balance matters and really look into that.
0: So, Mr. Lindell, I appreciate you sharing that with us. You know, one of the hardest things that I'm conflicted with is when a man has his purpose and he's driven like they say that's the recipe. How do we still be fathers the way we need to be? There's a balance there, but it's very hard because as soon as you take your eye off the purpose, sometimes you might miss an opportunity that could have gave your family a legacy. But then they don't know why you're working so hard because all they see is that you're not there, right? But you're like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. But on their side of the fence, no, you're not here. You're not here for my first pitch or whatever, first basketball shot. And you're like, listen, we can buy the arena when i'm done (laughs) but but i think what the bright light i would like to say in my personal opinion that i've seen from all of these things when a man is truly focused on his purpose and he gets another chance from his children the children now have both they understand the importance of family and they also seen the drive of the father that makes for better people yes so that's also a sacrifice. I sacrifice showing you how hard work looks and the downfalls and the greatness of it. Now you can go out and balance and be better than me, but still be great.
1: Definitely.
0: I appreciate uh, you sharing that with us.
1: Oh, no doubt, man. Listen, I will tell anybody. Listen, I know. I, I went through it. I had a chance. I, I, I'm i experiencing it right now, right? And out of everything I, I spoke to you about the good, it's just that one thing. It's nothing else. That... I failed, but that was enough for me, you know?
0: That's that's what I say. That's enough. Like there, <laughs> right. there, there are things out there that, that I can say may maybe minute to some people, mm-hmm. but it's like I hold on to it because for me it's everything. For me, it's my nucleus. For me, it's what this is what I do it for. And if I can't do it for that, I don't want to do it at all. A man's drive and his purpose is surrounded by something, has a heartbeat it has an artery and something has to pump to it and it makes sense. it makes a lot of sense for us to keep going just to dive a little deeper on this question dealing with that lowest moment with that sacrifice what are some of the things besides look in the mirror that you take this is for the people that might be listening going through the same situation you went through what's remedies or gems do you have to either direct them from the pitfall or dig them out after they made it, made it that far
1: to dig them out, continuously to understand, excuse me, first and foremost, recognize there is a problem, right? If you don't recognize there is a problem, you're gonna keep continuously to doing some things. Just put your ego, if you have one that's causing this, put it in your back pocket and sit on it. Because it doesn't work in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the sec the third thing would be you gotta continuously to push towards the goal. Because guess what? If you get to that goal, it, once you get there, and then you learn to well, quote unquote chew bubble gum and walk at the same time, I <laughs> mean, you were capable of doing that. But it took maybe those people walking out your life or, you know, walking out your life or being able to um, see that you were still pushing no matter what but you were still recognizing them and you still doing whatever it took to make sure whatever you was trying to fix that made them leave, that they recognized them. But,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> um, it, becomes, it becomes surprising to them, right? If you were right. all driven and working and one day you just show up at an event, what are you doing here? I came to support. Now, it, it would feel like a shock, but they would appreciate it even more because they knew how important your work is Versus what the, the sacrifice you just made So you're saying continuing sacrifices
1: Continuing sacrifice um, Continuing sacrifice hey Amen. God Pray, prayer Prayer is so vital to you, man I don't know who, you, who your God is But pray to him, right And make sure he knows that where your heart is And um, find ways to uh, Find ways to become a better person Also um, Seek therapy, right and get professional help and that's what drove me. Um, I'm a black man who said I would never go get to any sit in anybody's chair and, and tell them my issues for the last three years. It's the only thing that saved me. It's me actually being vulnerable enough to let someone know my issues. That's the only way I'm capable of speaking to you. That's the truth.
0: Listen, professional help. The word professional is, I think people undermine somebody's professionalism and what they do what they mastered and helping you with and absolutely yes i do agree about going to therapy and talking to people and i do understand that sometimes that we walk in a way that has so much tunnel vision and we're so driven that we forget to even pray or to be thankful and there are many times my mother was like well did you pray about it and i'm like wow i'm here trying to solve everything in the world and i forgot to pray let me go pray <laughs>
1: Whew. In fact, man, I think the last thing is find mentors and people who walked that walk with walk that walk. And boy, you find yourself As today. I'm able to speak on it because those mentors were the ones who said, man, that's all you've been through. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, you know, kind of give you that other perspective. You like, huh? Did that really happen? But it's really it really happened. So. it really happens
0: that's why we're here for solutions for men dropping these gems today these things happen and you can prevent them or you can deal with them when they come we have all the answers here to everybody's life experiences let's shake that off Woo! that was some tough energy right. right there <laughs> let's come yeah. out of that let's come out of that i got a good question for you here talk to me what have you procrastinated on and why
1: whoa <laughs> Man, um, I'm in the middle of literally launching a magazine, Ooh. and I am scared the world to judge my work, But I, and that's my why. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm in the media capital of the world, man, and I'm like, this has to be at the same standard as the, the rest of the world, right? But the truth is, I got a, a kind of confirmation last night. It was like, no, no, no. Your purpose is the reason why you should just release it, not you wanting to be perfect. Your purpose is better than being perfect.
0: Ooh, there's another gem, ladies and gentlemen. Your purpose is better than being perfect. Cha-ching. You got to get <laughs> Put that in your pocket and keep it and just tell yourself you're good enough for right now and your best will always get better. I don't care what you're doing, what you're rolling out with, you will not be the same after you rolled out, whether you're going to learn new things and experiences that make you better, you're going to look at that work one day and say, I can't believe I put this out. I'm so <laughs> right. much better
1: now. Right.
0: I'm so much better. How is it important for you to leave where you're from to develop yourself
1: where you're going? It's the only thing that you can ever do. You could, and what I found. Now, if you don't do that now this is true I thought I had to physically leave where I was from to be better but it's actually a mentality and a yes. um, it's a mentality right If I, and you can leave but you can come back right but and come back and, and actually take that person that you found along the way and bring him back and when people have a sense of that person that you used to be, and then they see the person that you picked up when you came back to where you are, I mean, where you wanna be, or if that person is, man, it's a whole different um, uh, perception, or, or people receive you in such a different way that it actually scares you. Because you didn't truly believe that you could be that person.
0: Right, right. You didn't know that they looked at you that way. And you are like, really, me?
1: <laughs> I promise Excuse? you I get it all the time man. Me? Me? But you know, um, and I understand that now I, I really couldn't say that to you um, before man, I had to, to say this to you now is actually more um, I know that I finally accept it, Because right? it's something that you finally you accept it, you can say it but if you don't accept it, you just hold it in and you know, you're like man, I wish I would have said that but no, don't have to see
0: that Sometimes we don't know how to take the compliment some people say, "Hey, man, you did real good." And you know, we always say, "Oh, you know, it's a little something, something." You know, right, right, right. right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Let us stop doing that. Thank you. I did.
1: You. Right, I did. Right. <laughs> right there's right, nothing
0: right, wrong right. with that. Thank you. I did do good. I worked hard to do it too. It was good. I know. Like just hit them with it. Like just be honest about it because it inspires other people to stand in their own right. They'll everybody's talking about give everybody their flowers, but sometimes when people get them, they go, "Nah, it's okay. It's not me."
1: Now, that's facts.
0: That's a fact. I, I want to ask you this question now this question is a very intrusive question now you okay. do not have to answer it but it's a two-part question okay. and when I ask it if you don't want to answer it that's cool but leave a gem or something that you think will help the next person listening to you are you ready for the question
1: I am ready for the question
0: are you sure
1: I am positive
0: <laughs> okay check this out
1: what's
0: up what was abusive to you that you thought was love
1: Another tense of the subject, but I'm going to tell you. I thought my mother leaving me with my grandmother was abusive, but mm-hmm. it was probably the greatest thing she could have ever done for me.
0: Mm. Follow up question How did you recognize it? How long did it take for you to accept it?
1: Eight
0: months ago. Wow. You doing some real good work in that therapy over there. I, see I you am. Some... I am. I am.
1: man. You doing some so, real good work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So eight months ago, um, I'll give you the back of the story, right? I you know my my mother left me when I was eight, five, eight, eight years old. And um, I held all those years of anxiety that drove me to being the greatest athlete in the world, right? Because that was my push. I wanted to prove to her see me, you shouldn't have left me because I'm a great kid. So it didn't stop right there, right? I went to college, and then I became this great corporate guy. Didn't stop right there, right? Because I'm still trying to convince her that, see, look at me, look at me, I'm great now. But yeah. the truth was, because my grandmother instilled a value system in me, and what she went through, and why she did, and it not like she didn't try to make me uh, try to be my mom I pushed back because I got that adrenaline rush from being great but Mm -hmm. it was all empowered by her right and my why don't you care for me right so it became that that rally cry but then I realized as I got older because of my relationship with my mother it made it hard for me to have real relationship with women. And because you don't recognize that and it always be your rally cry, you end up forgetting that this woman is not your mother. So why do you treat this? She's not a rally cry. Why do you push back? You may act like you love her, but really it ain't. You're just taking, you're, you're doing those and you're showing those signs because you never broke it. So what happened eight months ago, I finally had a chance to tell my mother I love her and I forgive her. And, and it took that work of three years to let her know, no, this is real. I may have said it in the past, but I didn't mean it. And now I mean it from the bottom of my heart and I'm willing to do everything, anything. So we, while you're on Earth and I'm on Earth, we had a best relationship going forward. There will be no more of me um, recognizing those years before that, that time is completely over. So that's why I say what I say, man. It's the most, it's one of the things that, until my grandmother, my grandmother did what she did even though my, grand, my mother loved me, I, I now understand that she did it was the best thing she could have did because she really loved me enough to do that for me.
0: I love the story you're telling. It just backs up my feelings and my social learning theories that tells me that no matter what your parents put you through, the kids need to heal that relationship because you get more blessings when you have those things in order. A mommy and daddies have stories too and we don't think about all the things they went through all the just the vile things they had to put to the side to show you they're a good person i can relate because i have forgiven my father years ago for believing me and now we got one of the best relationships in the world but i had to learn his story on why he chose the things he chose And once I found out and became a man of myself and listened to the reasons of the things he chose and what life swayed him to be, I was like, man, that could happen to anybody. Man, I can understand why you wasn't in your right mind at the time to make this decision. Even though you had a kid in your life, it would still injure you severely to do certain things. I get it. I guess I got to make my better decisions of what you taught me, learn what you did and do not do it.
1: Exactly, it man. That's the truth, man. That's but the at the
0: same thing. time, I still need your love and wisdom because you know parts of me that I never even unlocked. I never I, knew. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna say something for myself. I never knew why I can catch things so easily. Like you could throw a speeding baseball at me, I just catch it. My hand, my hand would go up and catch it. My dad was a juggler. I didn't know that.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. Like, so you unlock. You like doing things. All these little attributes that you have, you get them from somewhere. You don't know why you got them. The facts you gotta talk to your parents man sit down and interview your parents Wait. treat them like it's a job write down ask any question you want to ask and make sure they answer it and I, I guarantee your relationship will grow tighter because you'll have more empathy and understand some of the reasons they decisions they made versus the life you've already been living mm,
1: very much so
0: absolutely man i thank you for opening up about that i appreciate it now i want to ask you a fun question go ahead this is one of my this is one of my favorite questions to ask. because I love to hear the stories behind this because they're always pretty much some of the most random, funny stories. <laughs> Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education?
1: Jesus, man, that's a good one. Oh man, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Um, who was it? It was my uncle, I believe, and he gave me the banana with the condom oh, speech. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's that's not bad though. That's
0: yeah. not bad because you could have got it from your friends. That hey man, you know, you know, you ain't getting that. You ain't a man. Like you wasn't getting those type of things. Nice. What if he gave you some type of instruction on how to, you know, save it. Your-
1: <laughs> Listen, man, and you know what happens though? He may give you that call- talk, but you still got to do it. You got to put your Nikes on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Right. See that you see right. what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody got their own sayings around. That's a good one. You y'all don't steal Mr. Lindell's uh thing right there. Don't steal like, I
1: do it. Now, true, though, man. Crazy.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, why do you think we run away from the conversation of something as important? Let me tell you why I feel it's important. It's one mm-hmm. of the most funnest things you can do in the world, one of the highest forms of expression. But Think of all the men who are bounded by making bad choices with the wrong women. Now you're on child support, you can't get your passport. There's so many things you can't do. Now you can't get a job, you can't get license away. Just because you laid down with somebody, I think, and you didn't use protection. Like maybe 90% of the time, sometimes things happen. But if right. you had a prepared defense mechanism where I'm gonna use this protection, or she might not be worthy, or we just having these conversations where it's not so nuanced, maybe we think we'll make better decisions.
1: No, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We just wouldn't, man. It's no, nah, I'm joking. Um, no, nah, I was thinking possibly, like,
0: possibly no, you're right. I mean I don't, it, it could be a thing. What
1: happens is it's the situation, man. It's like the heat of the moment. I found out the heat of the moment, but it got me more in trouble than me thinking with the wrong hair, right? And it's like, uh man, this is the one I don't want to do what's right by, right? But that could be the one. So I always say no because of how flicker or the, the decisions um and it's all about you as the man right and then like i said it's, once again the heat of the moment and it's my desires over my mind i put my desires over my mind
0: yeah it's like you watching yourself do something that you know you shouldn't be doing but right. at the same time if you had more muscle memory to fight against it a little bit it might be something i say saying <laughs> I'm not saying there's not moments you ain't gonna go out there and be a savage. That Everybody is a savage one <laughs> time in their life. Let's be honest. I'm honest about what men, what type of men and what, what we do. We are savages to a certain degree, but if we can actually upgrade that level of accountability a little bit, we might be able to walk away and slip away from some situations that we never knew was coming.
1: You know, the greatest thing you could have said was that was the accountability and responsibility. Um, I, I know men that tell me um, they want. I have a class based on responsibility and accountability, and it's a class that me and my boys run. And they see men and their struggle with accountability and responsibility when it comes to sex. It's got to be the most classic thing in the world because that's the one thing that they will say, "Man, that's the hard. That's hard, man. You don't get it." And I was like, "I don't." But when do you? When do you? When are you gonna accept it? And it takes them. If the class, if the if the class is for forty five days it still take them another 45 days to come back and be like, all right, man, I'm ready to learn this piece of this. And it stunned me.
0: You know, you you tell me if I'm wrong. Since you do this class, I'm going to ask you this
1: question. Okay.
0: Do most men get accountability after the climax?
1: Facts. That's it.
0: (laughs) It's like, oh, wait, wait, why did I do this?
1: Why did I do (laughs) this? This That's the one is it i promise you dog that's when it hit but in the lead up it doesn't matter nothing matters
0: right that's, that's would- this is where my conversation is coming from like gotta <laughs> we have to do something to stop the not to stop i don't want to stop you from right. doing what you want to do because right. everybody gets to live how they want to live make the choices you want to make i just want you to have some type of structure be like hmm okay i thought about it just a little bit and, and if you thought about it, you can't blame yourself so bad after you go, oh, okay, well, I'm here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, listen, you black out. You literally black out. As my, as, I got to tell you that to me. He said, my blackout before. He said, but afterwards I wake up like, man, uh man, I guess I was, what, what just happened, I just got to take this L on it. I was like, that's your way of saying you've been here responsible. He's like, yeah, because I know I didn't. And then you know the rest.
0: <laughs> right. You know? Right, right. That's us.
1: Oh, you know, I that's would say, you know, listen, your mind be your problem with your pullout game. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta,
0: you, gotta,
1: oh, you gotta measure man. up,
0: right? You gotta measure right. up.
1: Right. right.
0: <laughs> you can't go in so hard. You understand? <laughs> <Right>. you, <mean?
1: laughs> you can't go so hard, man. You gotta calm yeah, yeah, down. Yeah.
0: Take care of yourself before you go out. So then when you meet right. somebody. You have no more bullets in the chamber. I don't know. Just preemptive strategies. If you right. know you're that guy, if you know right. you're that guy, if you right. know you that guy, then you need to do some things. Unless you enjoy being that guy, if you enjoy it right. all, this so. Good.
1: Listen, a lot of men have told me recently is they have no desire to get married, but they want a lot of kids. So they have kid. This is crazy. They have kids by different women.
0: Audible. <laughs> Audible question. So. <laughs> I've discovered that many men are in fear of getting married because they're scared of losing the money and things that they have accumulated along the way. They're in fear of someone taking half of their corporation.
1: That is correct. Yeah. That's a fact. And so, but they want their seed to be spread out. And this is the this is the, this is real. Um, what the, and this man said to me recently that bothered me, but it was the truth. He was like, "Why do I want to give up half of what I got?" To someone that I don't know, um, that can—I hate to say this, but I hope I can say this—someone, something that can believe for seven days and get up and walk away and still live. Think about that for a second. (laughs) I was like, "Ah, don't say that." But he was, and he said, "Dead as will." And my dad said, "He's 28 years old." And I was like, what? And you remember that your dad saying that? He was like, yeah, man, that's what scares me. He says, "Not and and that can take everything I got and still continues the same cycle. Huh? Just try it. Let's see if you live for that long. And I'm like, you know what? Got a good point. And it's more mentally than I thought for this young man when it came to his stuff, because he accumulated things and he really wanted to marry this girl. But giving up half and thinking about her in the midst of it and uh, uh, emotions, right? He didn't want to deal with emotions either, because there's an emotional piece that it, you know you find out as a man you don't want to deal with, and then you're dealing with um, you, the person that says, "But I don't have to give up anything and still have everything that comes with marriage." Huh?
0: I think I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say this. I think. And what, this is what I always say for those who listen to this podcast. I only say yeah. one thing about women. I think women incubate. I think they take whatever you give them and multiply it and give it back tenfold. So if you give them hell, they'll give you <laughs> they the, break. the earth, right? right? But if you give them, you know, seeds to help things grow. Now the right woman is what he might be looking for. What does the right woman look like? Well, I, I feel your previous experiences women will determine what your energy will look for until you discover what you what you really need for yourself. meaning that did he have any examples of women he would want to share his life with that would that showed examples of these women do exist. Just like your wife said, I didn't know black men gave food out the cupboard. He might have seen a woman incubate anything or yeah. do anything very true ever in the light, especially him being 28, where the entire world is personified with algorithms of women dropping it like it's hot. You can open your phone and treat a woman like a piece of sausage and just watch her there and just do all of that. And it's unfortunate. And it's on both sides. You, can, men, I'm sure women can do that with men. There's apps right. for men also. Right. Unfortunately, this is the times we live in where the value of love has dropped because of the accessibility of seeing people in their best quote unquote best life on the internet.
1: Seeing this guy say that was what... The advice I actually gave him was to to actually write out the features that he wanted in the women. So he had to do that on a piece of paper towel. And he struggled. He struggled. Like I was like, what? He said, I can't do that, man. I never seen a woman. Because his dad, you know, his dad was a single man. Mom, single. So they really never... He never seen it. And so that's so when he said that, I was like, so why did you take what he said? He was like, because that is the core... Of women that we can't change. And I said, so you took the one thing that you can't change and you live by it. The reproductive cycle? That's what he The reproductive talking? cycle is what the reason you're me. here? The reason <laughs> why you're here. Yo, know, it blew my mind. Think about that. The, what? Hey, listen. So it, blew my, it was a real thing though. I, I got it, but he's better now because he has gotten a relationship. But going seeing him struggle the way he struggled just because of the reproductive cycle was is it and you couldn't fight for him and that's the crazy part. imagine not being able to speak to that
0: i i agree i mean i i understand man some people don't even go to the bathroom in front of each other or pass gas all of those things are taboo to a lot of people like they think you're more disgusting than something that we all do it's the things that we all do that are things that that those are the things that people find disgusting the things that we shouldn't be doing people like oh man that's amazing but things that we all do, people find, you know, very nasty, is the other word to put it, right? Right. You know
1: what i right. Right.
0: And, and a more informed man, and hopefully becomes, will embrace the fact that a woman's body does what it does to recycle out all the infraction and purity, and she starts fresh every month. Correct. Right. That's fine. At, at the end of the day, I was right. raised by women, so it doesn't bother me. I used to go right. to the store and buy my mom's 10 packs, put them right on the they thing. Did. Same thing. Boom. And they, <laughs> and of course, I have friends that laugh. Yo, you got to buy 10 packs. I'm like, okay. And once you realize, like, okay, what does that mean? All right. Every mom had to. Every mom. I'm just the one that got sent to the store for them.
1: That's so, how you got here.
0: Yeah, that's how you got here. <laughs> So. I was going to say something crazy. out <laughs> Anyway, you almost got me. You almost got me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, absolutely. I think he is only 28. And a lot of men, how do you feel about men that come on this show, especially uh former guest, Capricio Skates. I mean, it's Capricio Scat. excuse me. Capricio Scats spoke about men shouldn't get married to the age of 35.
1: I think that's wrong. That's the failure. Speak on it. So, um, I think men need to get married at 23. Really? And because... I want to hear this. So, um, it shows that culturally, right, you can take us just culturally. We only say that because we've never really been taught accountability and responsibility. And we've never raised family for legacy, we, we actually got in a family because we made a mistake, meaning we usually got a girl pregnant. And so that is the reason why we got married during that time. So 35, if you go all the way from 20 to 30, that's 12 years, right? In that 12 years, you could have built financial legacy and you'll grow, you'll, excuse me, you'll build finances, which you can now establish legacy. And now you can actually establish generational wealth. And by the time you're 35, You have the option of how to live like the other side does. If you notice, they praise you as you get married uh, when you do it young because you now have a chance to build your own legacy. We get married at 35 and it causes more issues because now we have to start and then we have limited time on earth and then we never get the legacy. So now our kids never, ever have the things that we want them to have generationally.
0: I understand that perspective. I am on record saying I agree with the 35, but the only reason I agree with the 35, because I want to lower that number. And this is a part again, this is why we have these conversations. Mm -hmm. I want to lower the level that we get to these experiences to get to the knowledge. So it it can be lower than 35. If now we know, Hey, by 23, I should be focusing on this. Most of us do not have the knowledge of purpose or what it is. We got to get through all, dare I say the engine. We have to get through, make sure we even survive high school, literally survive police stops and all these things, all this trauma you get through by the time you're 25, you just want to drink and have a good time because you survived whatever the, the first ladder of your life to not be focused. Now, if we get to that point where you say, hey, I'm going to college for this, or I don't need to go to college for this, or this is what I'm doing, this is my path, this is my purpose, then absolutely, I think we can get married younger. But currently right now, we gotta lower that bar of accountability, cause that young man that's twenty eight, right? He just got that knowledge from you. What if he got it when he was eighteen? What if he met you at eighteen? You know what I'm saying? Or the information at eighteen. So I, we got to get to him a little bit lower. But I think, I believe it's gonna get lower the more of you and I have conversations like
1: this. That's very true, man. And I only say that because of legacy, right? No, Are I agree.
0: You- I agree with
1: you. I agree with you. 35. If I knew legacy, I would have probably got married at 23. If I understood my legacy was on the line, it's a difference. And I don't think if, I, I think legacy is something that I really didn't know until I was 32 years old. Man, exactly. I know what, what what you talking about. Why well, I want exactly. legacy? More, right?
0: Exactly my point. Yep. Exactly. What and I'm
1: so I, if I would have knew the word legacy and what it meant, I would have never, ever, ever. I would have got married. I would have found that person. And I would have with them through thick and thin, ups and downs, and been able to come out on the other side and say, Not we made it, but now we understand what it takes. Because you get right. married at 35, you still don't know what it takes to be with another person, to me, because right. you still got your ways and you're locked in your ways, kind right. of thing. You but must be a better in. man, become mm-hmm. a better person. Right. But and I have a statement until you turn your M up to W, meaning meaning when you turn me to we, and you practice that, really wanting to be a part of we, the we culture is really hard. We are the culture.
0: So with that phrase, I ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Should there be a basic training program amongst men, a level education given out, where it's outside the school, outside of the church, outside of the library, We're in our tribes, we're in our communities where we teach financial literacy, communication, changing attire, gardening, changing a tie, general wealth building, stocks, real estate, speaking to the elderly with intent within our own tribal entities and communities where we have sample flea markets where our kids are selling lemonade or whatever else they're selling, our parents come together and say, hey, I'm going to buy this product from this kid. They're going to understand what this money is. They understand what legacy building is. Could we ever inside our Black community, let's take it to the Black community for a second. Could we ever reach that in a tribal sense?
1: Yes. And here's why. We want to be a tribe right now. We still are learning to find images of trust to allow us to be... Yeah, right? When you see me as a man wanting to, if I see you, Shima, as a man who has a family and see you do things with your family, I see you and your wife and your, um, you and your wife supporting your son with a lemonade stand, right? I now know it's okay to go do, so it starts that travel. Man, what made you do that? I want to do that with my daughter. I want to do that with X. I will never forget the images of me and my wife change 54 families and it blew me away that images could do that where they said Linda we're going on vacations now we're bringing we're taking our daughters to do more things um I, ain't, I, I my dad my daughter is a a um she does pageants so I was a father who um literally showed her how to walk down the runway and she was able to win a pageant right <laughs> right and they like come on man you like this boat big do football type, dude, are you really showing your daughter how to walk well, now? I listen, I didn't have a son to play football with, so this is the best, next best thing. So I had to put the same energy into it, right? And yeah. so what we do is, because we don't have a son, we'll put that energy into our daughter to make sure she understands that I'm going to give you that same energy. Even if you're not my son, I'm going to give you that same passion and love to it. So I think that's what breaks about the travel piece you're talking about. Just seeing each other. That's why I believe it's going to break up. The more we see men not do the traditional things we've always done, the more we'll break this up. The more we'll get to a place that we're going to, as a whole, start to be okay with following each other and know that it's okay to follow to be a better leader.
0: How do we get to the communication part? How do we sit in a room with a bunch of leaders and still have a learning conversation? That could be a problem for many people where sometimes where well, you have a bunch of leaders in their room in the room but there's there are always some people who want to lead in every field instead of like we talk about profession professionalism people don't want to let people lead in what they're great at they want to take on a piece of the pot of everything be a jack of all trades how do we get to that communicative level of a tribe building and the, and you see the lemonade stand and people they think they all that because they got a lemonade stand or they don't even come over and say, for example, not to not to continue to talk, but I was speaking to a friend of mine and he said it's very hard for a starving man next door in impoverished in, in situations to knock on the door and ask for food. He rather go rob someone. How do, we, how do we change that algorithm? Let's talk about that
1: so that's a, that's a key component of my uh, laboratory studies right so this is what happens that man has to be able to remove himself from all he knows to take on one thing that he doesn't know and be okay with that one thing that he doesn't know and and actually admit to not knowing it we never admit to what we don't know we say, man, I heard of that. But that means we don't know. And so, the, go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm I'm listening now. Uh, so that
1: means that, okay. So that means because we don't have what it takes to admit to that one thing that we don't know, we would rather go out and take it than not know.
0: Let's stay right here with your research. I have a question for you. Audible. All right. bah, 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 bah. We all grew up in the 70s and 80s. Love loving things from any music that may talk about doing drugs, having a good time partying now here in our, in the 2020 plus we are now here in the future. We are talking about honoring the people that tore down our neighborhoods with their music, but, but we have such a, I'm gonna stay with what you was talking about. We have such an algorithm of loving and cherishing the guy that said, "I'm not gonna be poor. I'm gonna destroy everything around me so I won't be." But we loved him. Tell me, what does your algorithm speak on that guy, who would burn down everything and build his house next door and watch everybody burn?
1: It's a level of forgiveness, not um, looking at him as the person because you have to take away his actions and look at who he is now right so whatever that actions were of the past and i always say jay-z living in the Mar- I, I actually do work in marcy projects and so being able to do work in there i just know marcy because of him right but what i learned taught a lot of the guys so i teach a program called from welfare to wealth mm. and from welfare to wealth teaches the guys who now live in their projects Now look at Jay-Z to work as a businessman, not the businessman that he was when he was in the projects. And so how that changes for the people um, now, that mentality that you speak of, that algorithm, is you can't take those images of the past. So I kind of shame you in a way in this program. I ask you not to leave from the back. I ask you to leave from the front. And if you look back, you always look back about what a person did, not what they have done. There's a difference.
0: The structure of school. Okay. people talk about school is unimportant but the structure of school is how almost every adult in the world lives you get almost 45 45 minutes per hour to do everything you get 45 minutes exercise maybe 45 minutes of lunchtime maybe an hour to work on this math math problem maybe an hour to write this paper maybe an hour to read this history information you get and maybe an hour of recess with your kids like the structure of school the bell doesn't ring literally on you while you're working but the structure of a hard working man from the corner to the being a billionaire, the structure and discipline that it takes, is that what you're referring to in terms of taking that work ethic, but not the actual product and destruction?
1: Right. Um, The reason why I know it works, I'm a living living proof of it. So when you're living proof of it, that tells you that, hey man, it's the structure. And I, I now I, I ask people, why is it that you hate order? Tell me why you dislike order. And that is the most uncomfortable question you can ask any man. And he wants to know what order is. So once you have to tell a man, a grown man, which you think knows what order is, that, that he doesn't know what order is. Cause you don't say it to him, you just ask him what it is. And you see him ask you, I mean, of course I know what order is. So tell me um, how do you live and what order do you live? How do you raise your family? And, and they'll go into things about the past. They can't tell you the now.
0: If you can give us an example of order mm. for those listening right now, just try. I, I want them to take your course if they're out there with you. But if those who, who are unable to come to the U.S. or anywhere in the States so where you are, give, give them a sample. If you can give them a sample of what order looks like.
1: So order, so order for me as a man, just as clearly as a man, from the time that I realized I was a man, um, the order is, I'm a man who understands how to take care of my home. I am the person at the forefront of being providing for my family. And I'm, I also am the man who's responsible for taking care of my kids and showing them differently than what they see on the streets. I am the Superman, right? The images in which they're going to see are going to be things that can come to me and ask, but I have to be the man who does no wrong in their eyes if you ask me because the world's going to teach them what's wrong I have to teach them what's right and I have to be able to walk in that same um perspective and um <clears throat> last least, understand the the concept of putting food on the table as a man having order in that home putting food on the table um oh excuse me before putting food on the table how to love my wife and how to love and, and present themselves to whether I have a husband excuse me I have a son how that look like to treat a woman? If I have a, a daughter, what a man should look like, and uh, in that in that order. Uh, and last thing, what it looks like to put food on the table. Um, those basic things as a man, I think we take for granted. And just saying, I'm a man that can sit on its own too, and be if I didn't ever find anybody that fits me. I actually know the skill and understand order.
0: Right. I just the reason I chuckled a little bit I was thinking about something in my head. I, it doesn't matter whether you are a monster or a fairy. Your kids are going to love you. Facts. You could have murdered 3000 people. Your, your 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 daughter, your child is going to hug you. They're going to love you. Or you could have saved 3000 people. It does not matter. They don't know what you did in the world, but they will love you because they come from you. They will love you. So those three things of order should inspire you right there to do it for them because At the end of the day, you get a fresh start. That is real pure love for those kids. They really love who you are no matter what's going on. Absolutely, man. I thank you for that. That was a great great opportunity for some gems to be dropped. (laughs) I want to do a poll. I want to ask you the top three things you want in a woman or you like in a woman. But I will say this. It is subjective towards you. But I like to see if the men I ask on the show give one thing that I think women that most men need to look for in a woman may not be in a top three, but they need to this intangible. But I want to hear your top three first before I tell you what's mine. I
1: um, uh, woman, uh, smart, um, confidence in. I actually like a woman who's also a leader who has leadership
0: skills so so smart confidence and leader now for the men listening right now I always love to say smart is what I love to talk about because it's important to understand that looks fade things get old but minds can stay sharp and intriguing and keep you going with conversation that is super important if you want to last with somebody for a long time if that's what you if that's what your goal is right smart confidence and a leader that doesn't have nothing to do with looks but you can love that women don't get it they don't understand those intangibles we love that i for any woman listening to this show i've known several women to say hey you know how did that ugly girl get that guy (laughs) because you're looking at it optically you're looking at her as unattractive to can whatever beauty standard you have uh, uphold it to but her smart, confident, and funny leadership style is all he requested for his love language. How much are you trying to understand communication? How much are you, are you familiar with the five love languages? I am. So, how much are you trying to understand communication? Are you saying, I am going to give out the love language I want, that I want in return? Or are you actually prowling? and asking, what is your love language so I can give you what you want, but in turn, you need to give me what you want. Give me I'm, my proud,
1: I'm proud to give get the, get the love language that you, um, that you are, that you want. Like, I really want to do that. Um, and I'll tell you my why, because I had a problem of being selfish. And when you have a problem of being selfish, can you really give anybody their love language without wanting something in return? But when you're no longer selfish, you can give it selfless. When you're selfless, you can now deliver it without expecting anything in return.
0: I don't fault people who are selfish. Sometimes life puts you in that situation. And you don't even know you're being selfish. Wow. It's your everyday algorithms and calculations of what you do. Had your natural thing is like, well, if I'm not getting that in return, I can't really move on this fast. Like, and I don't. And and I, my wife is only. She's not an only child, but she grew up by herself. So some of the things she does, I'd be like, you know, that you don't have to get uh, anything in return for this. We could just give this away. But I don't fault that in her personality, but she grew up alone. She always had to make sure that she had some ROI, return on investment on the things she was doing. Because if you're by yourself and you're climbing, you have to make sure that you're safe. But now when you got people climbing with you, it's different. So the muscle memory is different. I always talk about muscle memory, all of us. So I, for people out there who who have changed for being selfish and the people out there who are selfless and they're too selfless and don't know how to be selfish, you need to learn from both sides because it's a balance. You can give away everything in the world. You can be the most caring person in the world and nobody can care about you. When you need it, nobody's there. So you need a balance, supply and demand. We talked about a legacy. But we ignore some major steps. Do you have a will? I do. Now, a trust. and a trust. This, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Why do you think we run away from wills and trusts in the black community?
1: It represents order.
0: <sighs> Speak on it, Mister Lindell. Let's hear. It. Let me hear.
1: So, to have order, you, quote unquote, my grandmother always said, you got your paperwork right, baby. They can never do anything to you, right?"
0: Facts. Shout out to Facts. Facts.
1: Right. So what happens is we then have to live by something and we have to be responsible and accountable for that paperwork. If that paperwork ever happens, then we don't have anything that we we have to be responsible, accountable for and to be accountable for something and maintaining it and making sure that you live your life by it. It's really uncomfortable because it shows a sign of control. And we feel like we've been controlled for so long. Why would you want me to put that type of paperwork in place? Still a level of control.
0: Absolutely. I I am one who's guilty of control. I don't like being predictable. I don't like being predictable a lot. But in terms of paperwork, I'm cool with that because I understand that's how the pen is mightier than the sword. That that quote right. is there for a reason. Friend to the show, Cameron Wesley spoke about our cultural counterparts taking out life insurance policies to build wealth throughout their family so when someone passes they have a certain amount of wealth that they, they have on that particular person it pays for the funeral expenses it pays for future land purchases or houses whatever it covers many things continue legacy and growth why do you think we have not adopted those traits in our community is it still because of order
1: order and control Um, that's another thing. I can't see what I'm putting this money into. There's no guarantee. And we look at the images of the media to allow us to be able to say, see what I'm talking about? You see? I could not, and they only go by what is happening to them, not what can happen to the person once it happens to them, right? So they never believe in that person. They only believe they're the end-all, be-all, right? Because it's about them. It can't be about everybody else or the person who has to execute that will or that life insurance or that, and and I have to pay for something I can't see, right? I can't see life insurance, right? I can't feel life insurance. I only know this works once I'm gone. And I don't know whether it's right, not then, so I can't take a chance on it. I will never forget when a guy just, in the barbershop, the greatest place, every black male, a black man said at the barbershop. Hey. And I'm looking at this dude like, you know, lost your mind. But it was more the people that were in there showed me that they thought the same way until one man was brave enough to say, you guys are irresponsible and don't want to be held accountable. And it made everybody mad. Tell me what's that mean? And he went down showing that we all live and die. So why not plan out your legacy, right? If you're a person who believed in you, if a lot of times you don't believe in you enough to believe you either can have a legacy as a man, And I learned that in that barbershop one day because all of them, as he left out the door, they all asked the question, yo man, what's legacy? Oh man, that's tough. You didn't know what the legacy was.
0: Friend to the show, Virgil Gatson, told me, he said, I'm not waiting for anyone to bury me. My plot is already paid for. This is already paid for. What kind of man are you if you leave a bill? This is what he said on the show. Very impactful. Think about that. Why should someone have to pay for your funeral? You're here long enough to pay for it. Man, let's get this accountability together. And let's get this legacy talk together. Because like, like we talked about, if we're going to lower this bar to 23, 25, 22, then we got to know what we're lowering it for. We got to give everybody a rites of passage. A gentleman by the name of John Hewlin came on the show. He said, we're missing rites of passage. We don't have rights of passage for men in most communities, especially the black community. What tells you that you are now a man? The wrong things. What tells you are a man? I don't know. We haven't made the roadmap for it yet. We got to start somewhere. As a husband, I'm going to put you in the husband chair for a minute. Mm -hmm. Now, this question is Subjective. You pick any one you want, but you got to choose one and explain why. Are you ready? Cool. Cool. I'm ready. <laughs> As a husband, mm-hmm. would you rather have a great woman or a great wife?
1: Great wife. Why? Because um, I probably married when I married a when I got married. I married on potential. So I realized her being a great wife was going to turn her into a great woman because I'm the man who wanted a great wife. So she had to, I wanted a wife. So therefore, she had to be a great woman. And and it was okay if she didn't have those attributes when we started. I, I wanted to know that when we got there, she recognized she was a great woman.
0: Absolutely. There's never any wrong answer for that. It's all curtailed towards you. And I appreciate your answer. Now, validation from your partner. It's like you win a championship when you meet the right woman. But Mr. Lindell, the icon, I ask you this. Do you defend the title? Are you doing all the right things to get back to the championship, being the best versions of yourself every year? Are you adding on to your game? Have you defend the title?
1: I have not. And I'm being honest. Completely transparent. I got comfortable. And when you get comfortable, you don't think you have to defend the title. You think it's an automatic or a year because you're hitting 30 every game. And then when you stop hitting 30, and but you do not recognize you ain't hitting 30. Matter of fact, you ain't even putting up 10 double digits no more. And so as a man, I can tell you that's a real thing. And if I ever got, wait, when I, that shot comes that I continue, continue to put up 30, I'm gonna put up 30 to 100 because I'm never gonna take a chance anymore on me just being um, comfortable. The, the enemy of any relationship is being comfortable.
0: The enemy of anything is
1: being comfortable.
0: Right. You got to find uncomfortability in everything you do to be the best version of yourself because your best will always get better. I absolutely thank you for being so transparent. What are the things you think you're going to do to validate yourself, to push further, push the best versions of yourself? Because at the end of the day, we talked about accountability. So this no, we can't blame anyone else. For any way most of these things come out Because at the end of the day we have the decision to make God willing you have the decision to make
1: Um, I'm definitely going to make sure uh, Personally I always continue to work on my mind Work on me physically um, Make sure Accountability and responsibility I'm on top of the things that I've Made happen If I did it it's it's on me um, to, and, and to make sure I protect my home with that same energy. Uh, because a lot of times we'll blame my kids, but it really comes to you because you didn't teach. And you didn't do the things that you should have done to make sure that they didn't do that. And if they do go off and do it, they still remember what you said. But a lot of times we won't even say it, we assume, or we let schools or we let other people take the responsibility of what we're supposed to do. And me as a man, I did that, so I know.
0: Absolutely, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that answer. I appreciate your transparency. I came up with something called operating at 100%. And what I mean by that is I took five categories, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge, and gave them 20% each, totaling to 100%. I give myself a five to six day run, and I give myself a percentage every day accumulating average by the end of the week. So, purpose, health, confidence, money and knowledge all worth 20%. It's called operating at 100%. I actually Mr. Lindell, within the last 24 hours, we have purpose, health, confidence, money and knowledge. How much of 100% have you been operating out of?
1: 60%.
0: 60%. What are you missing, sir?
1: Um, wow. I think I'm stepping on knowledge and probably I'm taking um, health, believe it or not. Those are the two that I'm taking risks in because I'm not working out as I should be doing. I'm not feeding my mind as I once was. And so, go ahead.
0: I just think sometimes I I need a break from feeding my mind. I learn things all the time and for purpose, I. I I live in my purpose every day by talking to people by yourself and growing, and I get knowledge from you, but health is where my biggest issue is, because, you know, health is, for me, it's meditating, praying, working out, and eating right. Those Mm. four things add up, and they can give you a great amount of light to shine on so many people when you get it. It's something about when you get that good sweat, and you eat the right meal, and you drink the right amount of water, how great your day feels.
1: Facts. I mean, listen, it was the greatest thing to take a walk in the morning. Uh, go to the gym, uh, pray, and those things, and um, being able to do mind exercises, uh, whether it's you know, we um, I have a this book. It's literally a mind. It's a mind exercise book <laughs> where it allows you just to be able to speak to things, um, uh, test test where to find things, and just just sharpen your mind. And what I found was I stayed away from those things, or didn't because I always put money before those things. Right right
0: right listen a lot of us don't even know how to put money before anything so there's a balance so you have something to teach someone say hey you know someone say i'm doing this for the love knowing that they need money and somebody said i'm doing this for the money i don't need the love knowing that they need the love so like i said when both of us come together and the person who's an extremist on each side can then come together and we can be whole because we can understand each other and get something from each other and i appreciate you sharing that today and can you tell us the name of the book if you know the name of the daily, uh, mind thing that you you read?
1: Oh, we uh, uh seven seven reap. It's called reap. R E. It's called R E A uh, P. Seventy six things to reap. I have it somewhere in here. I thought I have it, but I, oh my God! I wish I had that book. I would love to show you this book. It's the greatest book of all time, man.
0: Fans, you listening? R E A P. Y'all check it out. Grow yourself. Grow your gems thank you sir you are now part of the silhouette boys club it is people like you who move in the shadows help people like me shine now before you go we love to get referrals for the show is there any man you would love to come on this show and drop these gems and answer these questions
1: yes his name is uh uh macarthur glaze
0: macarthur glaze Mr. McArthur Glaze, you have been summoned to come on the Solo for podcast. podcast. Mr. Lindell, I would love for you to connect us so we can keep this thing going and dropping these gems.
1: I will definitely connect you. No ifs and whats about it.
0: Cool. Before you go, please give us any social media shout outs, things you might be doing, programs that you're running. Let us know where we can find you, reach you, or help you grow anything you're doing.
1: Of course, everything across all spectrum is at... Lindell, the icon. I'm currently writing a book. Well, I'm currently in the process of releasing the book. Um, it's called um, The Making of an Icon. My rise from the bottom. Um, basically tell you about some of the things I touched on here today. Um, I'm currently deep into uh, technology. I own a company by the name of Bananas. Steve started Apple, Lindell started Bananas. Um, and so people are going Bananas right now. Couple, couple of projects I could tell you guys about is Antoine. That's the algorithms that we're going to be changing the world and reworking the world through. Um, we have a data uh, brokerage program where you no longer will be logging in for free. You will be a part of the monetization of the world. And, um, and the last but not least, um, oh, you can always join the Urban Technology Council, man. it's a, It's actually a council that allows us as in black and brown people to um the tech, the tech gap that we're in right we we lack a lot of knowledge well we have organizations around the country as well as globally that will allow us to be able to um close that gap that gap is so uh it's so big it's so deep and we actually have a group it's a private membership group that's taking on uh, taking on us to be able to go out and make sure that we're taking urban communities to the next level. But urban stands for not only Black, it actually st- you can, it stands for Black, it stands for heavily populated areas, but it also stands for unique revenue being acquired now. Um, because urban has to mean something outside of the normal things, right? So we've given urban meaning and we want to continue to push that. So join us at any company. You can always join us on Clubhouse. We always have meetings um, Monday through Wednesday you know, always find me there in some capacity so that's
0: what i got you. i appreciate that and just to add a little more to that for those who want their kids to be in a good light make sure your kids start to learn a little coding the future is going to be about coding it's going to be about electronics like mr lindell said uh coding start started early at 10 years old get your c plus book or whatever book is called and get your kid out there and start earning some cash doing cybersecurity early <laughs> for those listening you can reach me at solosformen at gmail.com to be a guest on the show or at sheem1 that's s-h-e-e-m-o-n-e on all platforms let's continue this conversation on facebook twitter instagram clubhouse or in the streets if you see me we end today's show with a quote from dr miles monroe true success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished it's not compared to what others have done or accomplished true success is what you have done compared to what you could have done in other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself. It's living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life, are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions. Mr. Lindell, the icon, we thank you for coming on, being so transparent today. We love y'all. This is Solutions for Men. Peace. É isso